Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Straight down the middle. Golf. Sometimes you play it. Sometimes it plays you. It's time for some advice that puts you in control of your golf swing. If your swing has a hiccup or hitch, the Swing Doctor has the cure. Now, here's Jerry Bott with the Swing Doctor, Morningstar golf professional Jim Frucci. News Talk 1130 WISN. Happy Sunday to you, Jerry Bott here. It is the Swing Doctor program. Two-thirds of the panel uh, have uh, arrived in our... Um, with us today, and uh, as always, the uh, swing doctor himself, Jim Frucci Jr., PJ professional, and uh, the co-owner of Morningstar Golfers Club, uh, located in southern uh, Waukesha County, southwestern Waukesha County, actually. Frucci, how are you, my my good man? Hey, I'm uh, I'm living in the high cotton, buddy. Well, you are, because you made an accurate prediction. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, not with us today is Michael Crowley, PJ professional. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. He, he's running our member guest, our, our uh, club championship right now. That's why he can't make it. And that voice that you just heard right there is James Frucci III, the managing partner in Morningstar, PJ professional in his own right. Fruit, uh, fruit. Jimmy, how are you? Some my, people call me Fruits. It depends on if the big man's around I, I or got not. My, I got my nicknames uh, mixed up there. <laughs> I, I apologize. I, I am doing well. I am doing Crowley's well. played a lot of competitive uh, golf lately. And uh, so he's been kind of uh, in preparation for that, and he's, he's running a big event for, for you guys at Morningstar today. So uh, we, we excuse Michael Crowley, the head golf professional, PGA professional in his own right. He'll be back next week. Yes, I told him, I'm like, hey, man, you're going out on tour. I mean, I didn't realize you got your tour card because he's been playing in a lot of events and, and different, uh, different functions and stuff like that, and which actually, is good. I he, mean, yep, and he's playing pretty well. Correct. I mean, we, we talked about it off air. I mean, right before the show. I mean, Fruits' club's looking for a head golf professional right now out east. Uh-huh. And Fruits talks about that there's three qualities. They need to be able to play. They need to be able to teach. And they need to be able to run a fine a, a, a financially <laughs> sound, sound business. Yeah, right. Financially sound business. And most golf professionals are good at two of the three. Um, and that's what Fruits is in the process of doing right now. So that's what we're joking around at Michael's uh playing right now or has been playing this last week and he's playing pretty good uh in the uh in the wisconsin open so yeah absolutely he played very very well um fruits let's before we get into the into the 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 pga championship and kind of the the review and the rehash can you talk at all about that process that you're going through at your country club of finding a head golf professional i don't want you to name names but what's pretty astonishing is that some pretty high-powered people you know some some assistants at some very very notable golf clubs want to be the head golf professional at Rolling Green on out in suburban Philly. Yeah, we I was amazed at uh at, we got 60 applications. Uh, we only had it open for like 2 weeks. So we did Jimmy, we did it through PGA Career Links. Yep. And we got uh, we got 60 applications. The committee whittled that down to 14 to really consider. And I spent the weekend last weekend going over the uh the 14 of them to try to whittle it down to five or six that we actually want to bring into interview. But I mean, we got them. I, I was amazed going through these things. I mean, we, I got, I got one from the first assistant at Baltistrol where the PGA is going to be next year, right. I think. Sure. Uh, I got uh, the first assistant at Oak Hill, which is held 
goodness gracious, I don't know how many Opens and PGAs at Oak Hill up in Rochester, New York. Uh, I got one of the assistants from Oakmont. I got the head professional from Congressional Country Club in Washington. Why in the world he wants to leave Congressional for, for Rolling Green? I mean, Rolling Green's a great great golf club, great course. But why why would you want to after after 11 years of Congressional, why would you want to leave there? So he wants to hang out with I mean, the swing got, doctor. <laughs> we got some real high-powered uh, <laughs> resumes. I was I was amazed. Yeah, it's, 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 it is pretty amazing. The quality of the applicants. Pretty amazing. That, that's good. Here's one test you had to give them to see how good of a player they are. The, the steepest downhill putt you can find at Rolling Green, put the pin right at the base of that and say, tell them if he gets it within 10 feet, he can have the job. Number eight. Uh, eight, eight on the front left, or thirteen on the back right. I mean, they're, Jerry, they're so they're so severe that you can stand there and have the ball at waist high and drop the ball. Yeah, and it'll roll off the green. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but number eight, I mean, though, it roll forty yards down into the fairway yeah, off the green. Runs, rolls down the hill. That's right. Well, it's an interesting process, and um, and you you were talking about the three qualities that Jimmy recited the three qualities that you you've got there, and I can see a, a lot of guys being able to be decent competitive players. Teaching is a real art, you know. They can they can give lessons. Whether they're really good teachers is a whole different thing. And and, and good business people are hard to find in any profession. So I, that's that's a pretty high bar that uh, they're going to have to clear to get that particular job. All right, fruits. Congratulations, and Michael will. Congratulate him in absentia. Uh, they both picked Justin Thomas to win uh, the 99th PGA Championship, which he did last week. Uh, Fruits, talk about this a little bit. And here's here's my observation. Sometimes, what what is Thomas? Is he 24? 24. 24. Sometimes the, the young guns have the physical talent uh, to win on tour, but not necessarily the temperament. I, I think... If I had to observe Justin Thomas for the first two or three years, he's been out on tour, great amount of talent, great ball striker. He can you know, he can play around the greens too, but when he start when when he started to leak a little oil, it, he would really turn inward and and it would just kind of make it worse. It, he would lose his focus. I wonder now if he's kind of after a few years on tour has gotten past that point of of reacting so emotionally. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I do, but I want to bang my drum a little bit here. Okay, all right. Go figure. Uh, I called I, <laughs> I called Justin Thomas to win. Yep. I also called Ricky making a run, and I also called Matsuyama not winning. Well, that, that Matsuyama not winning, I, that, I thought that was a – I'll give you credit for that one. Ricky Fowler, when he's got no, no, nowhere to you go. You guys have been cheering game. for Ricky Fowler ah. for four years to do something. Bot, uh, was a, Bot was probably screaming, jumping over down, yeah, no, my boy's in a race. Not at all. I'm, I'm calling him fool's gold for the last <laughs> year now. And, and you know, when there's no pressure on, yeah, he can you know, nail four birdies in a row and get within four shots or three shots of the lead, but he's never getting any closer. You know, that's – Well, he, he gets – He's he's finished in the top five in about a half a dozen majors I know. in the last uh, three or four years. So he's getting closer. It, it takes. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. It takes more than just talent to uh, to win one of these things. But I don't think it's fair with uh, Justin Thomas to to say that he grew up on Sunday. I mean, after all, he's, he, this is his fourth win this season. But he certainly took a giant step forward. I mean, up to this point, he's been. A good friend of Jordan Spieth, but he's in his shadow. Uh, now he has one thing that Jordan Spieth doesn't have, and that's the want to make a trophy. <laughs> yep. First, I thought it was really cool, by the way, that all his buddies were waiting for him behind the 18th green. Yep. I thought that was even even Cantley, who finished four hours before, he was there. 
they played a lot of a lot of golf together as uh, as amateurs, and uh, and it was just terrific. I thought that uh, that his grandfather was a PGA professional, his father is a PGA professional, and he wins the PGA. That was just that was ter- that was like Davis Love and the Rainbow Man. Well, Jerry, you were talking about it. It's not the temperament. I don't think is the right word. But think about as your prof- we have, we have a, a ton of professionals to listen to this radio station, to listen to this show. In your professional career, you're a lot better off as a 40 year old handling work type situations than you were as a 24 year old. Absolutely, 24 year old. Sure. I think a lot of us would describe ourselves as a fire pisser and all emotion. It's emotional reaction, everything. Yep. Now you're thinking a logical reaction to every single email you get, phone call you get, things like that, as opposed to being that way. Keep in mind, these guys, their professional career is in front of a camera, you know, my on a microscope. 24-7. I mean, their rain sessions are are taped. Mm-hmm. Everybody's videotaping them with their cell phones. So from that standpoint of, I, don't, I hesitate using the word temperament, even maturity, but they have to mature from that standpoint and learn how to handle different situations. I mean, I went through it in my professional career, not as a player, but as a business person. Sure. Yep. People looked at me as oh, just some punk young kid that's trying to some run Some hothead. The- you were a hothead, weren't you? Well, <laughs> that's to say the least, yes. <laughs> my wife used to call me the volcano. But you had to learn how to handle different situations, whether whatever your career is. I don't care if you're a shoe salesman, a car salesman, to a... a, a person such as yourself that runs a radio sure. station um, you have to learn how to handle yourself under pressure with this as as uh, difficulties approach you you know fruits you you mentioned jordan spieth thomas reminded me in terms of his temperament of spieth early on too if you remember when spieth first came out he'd hit a bad shot he'd be slapping his clubs and stomping his feet and and you know raising some kind of holy hell and uh, and it was after he got that part of his game under control that he really began to excel in my opinion that's right i agree i agree uh, no that i think thomas really looks like jordan spieth i mean you can you can mistake the two of them and, 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 the when they're standing over putts. The the stance and and the posture is is remarkably uh, similar. Thomas yeah, the made the only difference is that, that Spieth has both feet on the ground when he makes contact with the ball, and and Justin Thomas is up on the big toe of each foot when he makes contact that, with the ball. That, that, that's true. That's good, good good observation. Um, Thomas made some incredibly clutch shots. The putt on 10 we'll talk about here in a, in a minute by itself. But he chipped in from 40 feet on number 13 for birdie, rolled in a 12-footer, a side door on 17, again again for birdie. Both of those birdies at the time gave him two-shot leads. And the one on 17, uh, Jimmy, meant that, that uh, Justin Thomas could play the last hole a lot differently Having a two-shot lead going into that last hole was a big deal. I mean, he ended up bogeying the last hole, put it in the right-hand bunker, on a uh, fairway bunker off the tee, and was able to, instead of trying to do something heroic and go for the green, he was able to to make sure it got out, you know, get up in three, two-putt, and you know, five was good enough to good enough to win. But um, some, some some good fortune, but some incredibly clutch shots by him as well. Absolutely. I mean, he, he played extremely well. Um, he had to... Um, he had to also survive the situation because we sometimes talk about it in majors. You don't win the major. The major sometimes wins you. Um, he had to survive. I mean, Hideki putted absolutely what we would consider horrific for someone who's near the lead. Um, 
but yeah, he made some clutch shots. I know that the swing doctor, I fruits and I argued yesterday about uh, his his club choice on uh, eighteen and what he should have done. And he had fruits, fruits would have jumped through the television screen if 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 he could have um, to tell him not to do that. And we argued because that there comes the question: Do you play conservative when you know you have a two shot lead? Or do you play the way you've been playing because, and that's what builds you your two-shot lead. And that's the, that's probably the million-dollar question for everybody. Uh, because what's the toughest shot to play in, in golf? The layup shot. Because no one takes it serious. I'm just going to hit it somewhere out there. And it takes you out of your focus of hitting a spot in the fairway or a spot on the green and playing conservative. And if he was aggressive, I think he ought to stay aggressive. Although... I know the swing doctor's chomping on his uh, phone right now well, that he wants to say well, something. Well, well, <laughs> well, we'll hear the rebuttal to that. I thought the same thing when I saw him pick the driver up. I thought if he hits three wood or a rescue club, he takes that bunker out of play, and it would seem to me to be the the smarter play. Um, Fruits, you know, re- re- rebuttal on club choice uh, on 18 for Justin Thomas, if you wish. And I, it just occurred to me that the moment just didn't look too big for him, that that he was he was ready to win a tournament of that scope. Uh, I I totally agree that the moment was not too big for him. Uh, he uh, I think hitting driver on 16 and 18 when he had the lead and and the seven iron from on 17 from 221 downhill was just pure as a driven snow. I mean nobody else in the whole field went anywhere near that flag stick on Sunday, and he knocked it in there 12 feet from the hole. But uh, I think he forgot maybe or we forgot. Two of the more important shots in his round, and they occurred uh, way back in the beginning of it. I mean, he he got unlucky off the first tee and hit it 270 yards, 270 yards down the fairway, and it just trickles into the last fairway bunker. And he knocks it in the bunker up by the green. Now he skulls it out of that bunker across the green into another bunker, hits a mediocre bunker shot 20 feet, and makes the 20 foot putt. Yep, that's right. To save bogey. Now he goes to the second hole, makes another 20 foot putt for birdie to get back even again. And I think they were two of the most important shots in the whole round. Interesting. On the par 5 10th hole, we, I alluded to it earlier, um, Thomas is playing part. He's playing with uh, Matsuyama. Uh, Matsuyama was leading by one. He had about a 35-footer for birdie on this par 5, and he made it. I mean, And, and it was a pure putt, center cut. So uh, Justin Thomas had um, – had an eight-footer for birdie, which he hung on the left edge of the cup, and I timed it. It was 12 seconds and a, and a couple of tenths. It, it, it hung there for 12 seconds, then it fell in. I, I would you, Jimmy? Is that the big, biggest combination of of luck and drama that you've ever seen, perhaps in a major? Uh, that's a that's a far stretch. I mean, it, recent memory, yes, because it would take me a little bit. But if I could go back over previous years, you might find something like that. I mean, something. Uh, as equivalent to that, I mean, if if you're looking at uh, Mickelson in the British Open and and who was he playing with? I'm I'm losing my mind right now. Stenson, but Stenson, Stenson, where that was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But yes, in this case where Matsuyama makes a putt that he shouldn't make, and then everybody thinks that Justin Thomas missed the putt that he maybe should have made. Eight footers, probably thirty five percent on tour, forty percent on tour would have increased Matsuyama's lead to two. Which Correct, would, which would have been a big. and uh, and then it hung in there. So yeah, I mean. Recent memory, yes, but I would say probably not. I work in media. Twelve seconds on TV is forever. 
go back and watch. It was it's so Tiger long. sixteen at Augusta. Yeah, it, 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 that's it, it, the one I was going to bring up. <laughs> it was so long that the director was able to cut back to Justin Thomas three times while the ball was still hanging on, on the lip of that. That's that's a, that's a long time to to hang there. Uh, Fruits, any other thoughts on that? What's the rule? How long can you? Can a you, reasonable what, amount of time, uh, is, I believe, to approach the hole. Correct. I, Fruits? I, I think you got to you got to get to the hole first, and then it's then they start putting the clock on it. Fruits, is that right? It says it says in the rule book it says under 16-2 ball overhanging hole when any part of the ball overhangs the lip of the hole the player is allowed enough time to reach the hole without an unreasonable delay and an additional 10 seconds to determine whether or not the ball is at rest when the ball is not falling into the cup it's deemed to be at rest so he had the time that he took to, holy smokes, it's hanging right on the lip, and you walk around a little bit, and then you walk up to the hole, and then he's got 10 more seconds after that, so he was well within. There wasn't even a question. Yeah. Well, Fruits, there's there's also the thing, I mean, any golfer out there on a golf course, if a ball's overhanging a lip, the first thing they do is they run and go put the sh- their shadow so on the ball. To get the You've grass laid out, absolutely. To get the grass laid down. Is that technically illegal? Yes. It okay, is. even even though all you're doing is walking around the hole or whatever, and you're not blowing on the ball, you could be standing well, ten feet away and get the shadow to go on the ball. If you know, if you know that they're doing it, then well, <laughs> my, no, but I'm 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 wondering how that that'd be a good question for Bill Lineman. That uh, it's not like he's standing right next to it, but let's say he's standing ten feet away from it, and his shadow overcasts the ball, and the ball falls in. Is that technically? Is he in violation of the rules? And I would argue that no, he's not, as long as he's not like. Right up next to it, or something that I, I don't know. I mean, well, there's your assignment for next week. Talk to Bill Lineman and uh, give us a report next I, week. Okay, whether or not you, you can do that. I, Jimmy's going to. I suspect that you cannot. Well, I, I will tell you this: I played in a five buck like Nassau kind of match against a friend of mine. I'll never forget this at Brown Deer Park, and he did that exact thing. Put it on the seventeenth hole, put it right on the lip of the cup. I was up a hole, so I was going to actually maybe win that hole too and, and cash out of this thing. Put a shadow on it, ball fell in, and. <laughs> and I ended up paying him that day. I'll never forget that. But that's how yeah, I knew. What, what lesson did you learn? Well, I don't know. What I didn't. What lesson did I learn? I don't know. What, what lesson should I have learned? You should have immediately, when it got on the lip of the hole, given him the putt. <laughs> yeah. Away. yeah, that's right. I yeah. had a guy do that to me two weeks ago <laughs> at, at Rolling Green. Really? It, I never had a chance to see if it was at rest or not. He knocked it away. <laughs> <laughs> he, he conceded a putt that may not have ever. Uh, ever well, occurred. there's another question. What is to determine when the putt is at rest or not? Is it your playing opponent or is it you? Well, you, you well in stroke play, it's you. Because there's a penalty for hitting a moving ball. You have to determine that the, that the ball's at rest. Well, couldn't you make that argument to that guy right there and just say, hey, you knocked my ball away and the ball wasn't completely at rest yet? We didn't know if the ball was at rest. I'm allowed time to approach the hole in 10 seconds? situation in match play. Who's going to argue? I mean, you can't. There's nothing to argue. There's no referee out there with you. And, yeah. And in stroke play, they got a referee with them that they could have made that call if, if in okay. fact they had to. But I swear, I mean, as I was watching the ball sitting there, I swear I could see it teetering and and moving, and it finally did go. I was I was convinced the whole time it was going to go. This this guy that uh, I was playing against in that particular situation, his family belonged to Ozaki County Country Club, and he claims he learned it from the assistant pro out there. He said, "Well, why you?" I just come like, "Why'd you put your shadow on it? What, what did that have to do with anything? It makes the grass lay down." Well, okay, <laughs> it laid down well, five bucks well, for me. Grainy greens like these too. I mean, these guys know which way the green goes yeah. on that putt. Yeah, I suppose. And if it's if it's if the grain is running toward the hole and the, b- the ball is much more apt to roll in than if the grain is running away from the hole. <laughs> um, real, let, let's go on the grain side. 
let, let's let's go back and forth on this last one real quick here with regard to Justin Thomas. Here's here's what's it, it's transpired for him. Four wins this season, including a major, nine top tens in 21 events. He's second on the money list. He's second in FedEx Cup points. If the voting took place now, Fruits, is Justin Thomas the, the player of the year for this particular PGA Tour season? I would think that right now uh, he would have to be the player of the year. But the voting is not right now. Uh, lots of golf yet to be played, the playoffs. and uh, I'm not sure when they do the voting for that, if, if it's before the end of the FedEx Cup or not. But, I think uh, I think it's after the FedEx Cup. Okay, the, well, if it's after, then there's a whole lot of golf yet to play. And, and Matsuyama and Spieth and Fowler may yet be heard from. So The award is handed out actually in November. Which it, it, it Don't is forget about it. Sergio. He won a master. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but he not well, anything since. Well, I, I know. I mean, I, I, if we would have been having this conversation back in March, thinking, like, who's the likely player of the year, we all would have said Dustin Johnson. After that fall down the stairs in, in a guy, oh, he just won three times in a row. He, he almost won four consecutive events. I mean, it was, you know, he probably thought, you know, coming off a win in a major the previous season. Um, let's quickly, we've got maybe five or six minutes left in the segment, uh, talk about some other uh, players who are in contention. We'll kind of do this um, – Lightning round style. Uh, Jimmy Patrick Reed, significant charge. Bogey on 18 cost him sole possession of second place. This was his first top 10 finish in a major. That was amazing. I didn't I had, I had no I idea. didn't even fathom that. I'm, I'm like, oh, no, he probably's got probably two, three, four top 10s. Uh-uh. Nothing. Never been up there. But, I mean, he's a solid player that's always around. And you would think, I mean, because you're remembering him in the Ryder Cup and yep. the President's Cup and things like that. Nope. So good for him. I mean, I'm I've I've always liked Reed just from his brashness yeah, he's got, he's, and his, yeah, he's bold. There's no yeah, question about it. Uh, Fruit, what does what does Patrick Reed got to do to take the next step? Do you think in, in in his game? Well, he's he's a very emotional player, and I was amazed by the way by that stat too. That this is his first top ten. I just assumed that he'd been there more often, but uh, uh, he's a very emotional player. Uh, he certainly has the mentality to win majors. He just needs to take his overall game up a notch or two and, and, and not have it riding so much on emotion, but have it riding on the talent that he has. And, uh, and, it, and I truly believe it's coming. I mean, he's a, he's a player to be reckoned with. Um, Matsuyama, the aforementioned kind of leaking oil on the inward half of, of Quail Hollow uh, in both of the two final rounds, in round three and round four. On Sunday, he was right there in striking distance. He gets to 16, 17, 18, the, the so-called green mile. He plays it two over. Is he now, Jimmy, the best player who's never won a major? Uh, he's the highest-ranked player to have not won a major right now, but he's so young, it's like the monkey's not on his back. Put it that way. Well, um, and, and he's had a great year, too. He's number one in FedEx Cup points, and he's first on the money list. Correct. Three so wins. It's not like the monkey's on his back. I'd still say the monkey's firmly on Ricky Fowler's back. I mean, no doubt about it. <laughs> the top guy. I mean, and pretty soon, Patrick Reed. It's going to be on Patrick Reed as well. That a very solid player, not to win a major, but Matsuyama's way too young to even think about considering that. That uh, if he goes another two two years of playing like this, absolutely no, no major. Uh, Fruits, any thoughts on Hideki? I, I I agree. I mean, he, when you go at it as hard as he does, uh, a small timing issue can lead to, to loose shots. I mean, and and it's the same problem. Uh, you know his second shot on fifteen, the uh, same shot that uh, JT has, that, that Justin Thomas has. Uh, you know he's got a five iron into the par five fifteenth, and he hit it. He mishit it so bad he came up short of the greenside bunker. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean it was awful. Uh, however, you know when they're on, like 
that he was at Firestone. I mean, he's just magnificent. I mean, his putting does happen to be streaky. I mean, he really was putting well at Firestone. He didn't put so well in this uh, in the final round anyway. Uh, put it pretty well in, in that second round. He put it pretty well in the back nine. Well, he'll – uh, And as far as best player, I, I agree with Jimmy. Uh, Ricky Fowler, no doubt. Uh, another one that – you know, kind of in consideration, Matt Kuchar. I mean, he's been around a while, no majors. Yeah, that's that's true. It always seems to contend. Uh, real quickly, we got two other ones. We got two minutes. Uh, Louis Oosthuizen, uh, Oosti, uh, bogey at 16th in the final round, put him three shots down with two to play. He was pretty much done at that point. Although he makes a bomb on on the 18th hole to get into uh, a second place tie, so he cashed a, a nicer check. As I said last Sunday, he's a guy that. He's got a great swing that seems to hold up under pressure, just doesn't do enough around and on the greens. He won his major. He won the Open Championship in 2010, lost the the, um, 2012 Masters to Bubba in a playoff, and lost the 2015 Open Championship in a playoff uh, to Zach Johnson. Um, Fruits, does this guy win another major? He's got a beautiful golf swing. Uh, You know, with that swing, I would never say never in the majors uh, or any other event that he plays in, but... uh... On more manageable courses, I mean, 7,600 yards is, is squeezing it a little bit for him. Uh, he, and he's just an overall sneaky good player. I mean, it, you know, he's not one that you, if you're going to take any tournament he plays in, you're not going to pick him as your top, one of your top five guys. But right. he always seems to be around there. Well, he's got three second places now in, in majors. Yeah, well. And and the interesting thing is all those three seconds are in every major he hasn't won. He's got a second place in all the other majors. I mean, that's right, something yeah. to look at. He's yeah. going to look back and go, okay, I finished in second place in every single one of them, but won the U.S. Open. Uh, he won the Open Championship. Open Championship, yeah, That's right. And Ricky Fowler, I know we've talked a lot about him, made reference to him. I still, I'm calling him fool's gold from, from this point forward. Bots boy. He, uh, he, I mean, I, like I said before, he's he's a master at playing himself out of contention on Saturdays and then, you know, putting up a four or five hundred round on Sunday to get within, you know, two or three shots of, of not winning uh, another major. I think that, uh, unless either of you have a comment, is that enough said about Mr. Fowler? Yes. No, I have a comment. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's it. It's another top five in a major. He's not fool's gold. Well, it, it, I mean that's very good, but he's not winning anyway. And he's now he's getting the. Okay. I mean he's, he's getting to the point of his career. How old is he? 28, 27, 28? He's been on tour for like eight years, and ever oh these guys could be the next great thing. Well, he's the next really good thing. By how many wins they have, and that's the one place he's deficient. But if you look up the stats, man, he's in the top ten in every conceivable stat category on tour this year. Yeah, except wins. Things have just not fallen his way yet. There's no. No Except moment wins. is too big for him, and you need three things to win these things. You need talent, you need circumstance, which means somebody else doesn't go run off with it, and you need luck. And you need to finish and, in first place instead of fifth. Well, he's not had all three come together yet, but he will. Uh, well, one last thing here, real real quick. I mean, literally we have less than a minute. PGA clearly set up Coyle Hollow to allow better, better scoring in the final round. And if had the rain, the predicted rain come, the scores would have been even lower. But overall, I thought they did a great job setting up this golf course. Uh, your overall thoughts on how they how they set it? I thought it was it was as close to perfect of a setup for a major as I've seen, Jimmy. I would agree. It was very fair, um, and it wasn't uh, Mickey Mouse as we call it, where it can really get funky. It was uh, it was very fair. It was a good test of golf, and that's what they wanted to do. It, it made the tournament really entertaining. Fruits, quick thought on Quail Hollow and the setup. 
I, I agree totally. I mean, I saw a little bit of leniency in the setup in the first six holes to kind of let them get out on the golf course and get going, and the scores were definitely better at the fourth round. But uh, maybe the players were just getting used to the course and conditions. I don't know. But certainly the green mile was set up to dish out some pain. <laughs> it was indeed. It was a really – with regard to PGA Championship – uh, championships that I can recall in the recent past, and including the ones that I'd be biased for, the ones that were pl- the three that were played at Whistling Straits. I think this is the best one I can remember in quite some time. I thought really very, very competitive and, and uh, quite compelling. Um, let's uh, take a quick break here, get an update on what's going on at Morningstar Golfers Club. We'll have the Play Better Golf segment straight ahead here on The Swing Doctor, News Talk 1130 WISN. <laughs> Talk 1130 WISN. A Sunday in August. Jerry Bott here. This is The Swing Doctor. Two-thirds of the regular panel are with us. The Swing Doctor himself, Jim Frucci Jr., PGA professional, co-owner of uh, Morningstar Golfers Club, with us via telephone from suburban Philadelphia, and the managing partner at uh, Morningstar, PGA professional in his own right, James Frucci III, a.k.a. Jimmy. And uh, I know you guys are, are, I mean, it's going great guns at Morningstar these days. The weather's been pretty cooperative. Uh, lots of play, but look, people making tea time reservations. It, you know, it's not too late. We're a little bit past the halfway point, roughly, of this golf season. Um, you guys are really starting to amass some talent with regard to club fitting. Talk, I mean, and I know Michael's not here, uh, um, uh, Michael Crowley, the, the head golf professional who does some of the fitting, but his assistant, Matt's doing a lot of it. And uh, it's really quite the experience. You've got all sorts of launch monitors and all sorts of technology going. And it's, yeah, you got TrackMan. TrackMan is the, is the launch monitor probably – it would be like the Cadillac. It's yeah. it's considered the one that everyone else. It's the Pro V1 because everyone else says they got a Pro V1 ish type of ball. Well, that tells you the Pro V1 is the Pro V1. Right. Um, so it, TrackMan tells you everything. It, it gives you way too much information than you really need. But somebody for like Michael and Matt, especially Matt, because Matt is a certified Titleist fitter, but he can fit you for anything with the TrackMan. Um, and I, I'm not 100% sure on his fees, but he does charge a fitting fee because he's very busy doing sure. them. Um, and then we, obviously, if you get the clubs for us, you get a special discount and things like that, which is an added bonus by coming out there and getting fit. Um, but it's it's got everything from your swing speed, your launch angle to your ball speed. So they can sit there and, and your carry distance and uh, how far the ball's rolling out because it uses actually Doppler radar to track the ball. Um, and what makes it so nice is they have a multitude of shafts that they can put you in. So if you want to get fit for a drive, you want to get fit mm-hmm. for irons, you can see what irons performing better compared right next to yours. So you have five or six shots with your seven iron. You put the track man on and it doesn't matter the conditions of the day. It doesn't matter anything. You put the track man on, you can see how the Doppler, how it's flying off the Doppler radar. And, and they've gotten really good at fine tuning your swing. I mean, the old days it used to be when fruits was fitting, people was like, oh, What's the loft on this thing? Loft now is almost meaningless. Yes, it it plays a factor into fitting, but the shaft and where the kick point is in the graphite shaft has a lot more to do with how the ball flight is or how stiff the shaft is or how heavy the shaft is. Um, So your fitting really takes place around your shaft if we're using a, a driver as an example. And they've gotten very, very good at it, and they do a, spend a lot of time it's, on that range, getting people dialed in. There's so much more confidence that goes into your game when you have the club that you know is fit for you because it's not like, oh, man, I'm, I'm hitting it terrible. Maybe I'll look at that new driver. Nope, you know this driver is for you, 
and then you just wait for the new technology to come out in a year or two, and then you go right at it again yeah. and get refit again. It, I, I got fit by Michael, and it was, it was a great experience, and it, I'm hitting the ball a lot longer than I probably ever hit it with with that. I ended up with a with a Callaway Big Bertha Epic, the Epic driver, yeah, with, which is very hot. That's a very hot it's driver. Really, right really, now. really a nice golf club. Some interesting technology behind it. And Fruch, they kind of fit you your clubs in absentia for for you, didn't they? And hasn't that made a big difference in your game? Uh, I'd like to say it made a big difference. Uh, I, li- I like the clubs very much. Uh, uh, my talent level seems to be dropping a little bit. The, the technology's going up, and the talent level's going down. So uh, things have, things are staying about the same for me. But uh, I I played with uh, with Jimmy when I was there at Morningstar and played pretty well. So well, I I, I, hear, I, I thought he's only he's only like a four handicap, and he's seventy one years old. So yeah, he's he's playing bad. Well, no, but I I thought for you were hitting the ball a lot longer. Oh, suddenly that that, uh, that they got you in some shafts where uh, some distance was recaptured. I was definitely hitting it. Lo- I am definitely hitting it longer with these clubs than I was with my older clubs. Yes, but he still hasn't given up on the older clubs. I think his rec room uh, or the game room has like forty sets of irons in it, and the old Tom Kite blades that you could probably shave with. They're that like uh, that tight. I have about six sets of irons laid out on the pool table. <laughs> yeah, and they're probably not worth four dollars total for the entire set. <laughs> But they look so good behind the ball. <laughs> yeah, I guess they do. The uh, September rates uh, will start in September, uh, Monday through Friday before uh, ten in the morning. Forty-four bucks to play Morningstar. That's it's pretty much place. pretty much our nine-hole rate. The, we call it our early bird rate. It's right. for the uh, the businessman or or the senior that's uh, always looking for a a good deal out there and, and likes getting up early in the morning. So before ten a.m., it's only forty-four dollars. That includes your cart, includes the range. Um, yeah, it's 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 a very good deal, especially for our seniors. And Monday through Thursday after three. 39 bucks to play as many as you can play. Correct. Hitting late now sort of ends around around 8 or so. So yep. it gives you a good five hours. They'd probably get in. You get in 27, I would think, in five hours or come close uh, to doing that. Anyway, Morningstar Golfers Club in the town of Vernon, right off the Rock Freeway. You get off at the 164 exit, three miles west uh, on ES, a mile back north on uh, County XX. You're right at the front door of Morningstar Golfers Club. You can make T-Time reservations online or via phone. Phone number is 262-662-1600, online at golfthestar.com, and you can make them up to two weeks in advance, which is a, a nice, generous window of time. Morningstar, if you haven't played it, and now fall, fabulous time of year to play golf, period, and especially this golf course. The beauty of that part of the state of Wisconsin is uh, is almost breathtaking. Morningstar Golfers Club, go play it. Uh, again, the phone number, 262-662-1600. Fruits. We got a five-minute play better golf segment. Take two of those minutes because we haven't done this in about three months. Review the basic power side theory of the golf swing for for people who have never heard it and newer listeners. All right, I'll do it. And we could, as you know, we could take uh, three shows in sure. this particular segment. But I know you're not looking for that. Uh, the, the power side theory, as Jerry calls it, uh, is nothing more than it, it takes advantage of everything that happens in every other sport. In every other sport, the back side of the body, i.e. the side away from the target, is the side that delivers the blow. The, the batter in baseball, if they're a right-handed batter, the right side drives the bat through the ball. The left side doesn't pull the bat through the ball. Uh, a quarterback stepping into the throw, a pitcher winding up and delivering the right side, the back side of the body to home plate, uh, a hockey player shooting a hockey puck, uh, a bowler. I don't care what sport you pick. 
the back side of the body delivers the blow. But in golf instruction, traditional golf instruction, it's always been centered on the front side. Keep your left arm straight, pull through with the front side, and so on and so forth. That happens to be the side that we're mostly inept with. That's the liability side of our bodies because we don't use it for anything else. Uh, we use the back side, the, the right If you're right-handed, you've got all your strength, all your feel on the right side. So we utilize that. That's why we call it the power side of the golf swing, the power side theory. You're going to deliver the blow with the back side of the body. You're, you're trying to get, if you're right-handed, you're trying to get your right hand, arm, shoulder, hip, and leg all to the back of the ball at the same time with the club head, everything coming through together. And the way that we do that, we utilize the underhanded throwing motion, your underhanded throwing motion, as the vehicle to deliver that blow. Everybody has an underhanded throwing motion. None of them are the same, but everybody has one that's natural for them, and that's the one that they want to use. Just imagine you had the ball in your right hand. You're going to swing back and make an underhanded throw. Now put a 7-iron in that right hand instead and swing back and make an underhanded throw and you've got the power side theory. It it's, utilizes those two things. Deliver the blow with the back side of your body and utilize your underhanded throwing motion as the vehicle to deliver that blow. And if you're somebody, and I've fallen into this um, situation many times, that uh, you, you find yourself spinning out of your shots, uh, you're, you're, hitting, you're getting to the contact point with your for a right-handed player, your left shoulder kind of in an open position, and, and the result is a hook or a pull hook. Fruits, this is a good way to to prevent that from happening. It, it's kind of insurance for not swinging from kind of over the top. Yeah, exactly. You, you, but I, I always wanted my students not to think so much about not doing something with the left shoulder. I want them to think about doing something with the right shoulder. If you think about the right side of your body and make that underhanded throw, then you're never going to do that spin-out move. It's always going to be under. It's always going to be moving under and keeping you inside the target line. And that's what we all want. We're, we're trying. That's where the power and the accuracy comes from. One other thing for you to work on in practice. I mean, we talk about throwing the ball underhanded with one hand. I'm doing it right now with my chip shots. In a live fire round, I'm using one hand. Really? When I'm hitting chip shots around the green because it's it's enabled me to get my feel back around the greens because I felt like I had a tendency of kind of trying to help the ball into the air with mm-hmm. my left shoulder and kind yep. of pulling pull up, up and out. Yep. So I'm just putting one hand on it. We worked on it when I was out in Philadelphia, and it felt pretty good, but it took a little bit of courage to uh, – it's like staring at the hole when you're putting. It took a little courage to stand there with one hand and hit chip shots, but then all of a sudden I went from never being able to get up and down the last round I played. I got up and down, I think, like six or seven times just by one hand. It, it brings all the feel back to the game again, which it should be, because all your feel is in your your backside of your body, because that's what you've done everything in your life with. Yeah, it's it's funny too when you talk about trying to help the ball along on chip shots by raising your left shoulder. It's exactly the wrong thing to do because you end up Correct. getting everything thin and and uh, you don't have an idea where where it's uh, where it's eventually going. Uh, we'll come back here in a minute. World of golf, lots of stuff. Tiger's toxicology reports. Uh, Augusta National bought some land. Uh, we'll get into all that here on the Swing Doctor News Talk eleven thirty WISN. News Talk 1130 WISN, the Swing Doctor rolling forward here on a Sunday morning. Jerry Bond here, uh, the Swing Doctor himself, Jim Frucci Jr., on the phone with us from uh, suburban Philly, Jim Frucci III, managing partner at Morningstar, uh, in studio with me. Uh, earlier this week, Tiger's toxicology report came out. Um, 
what, what was in his system uh, when well, he it wasn't in his well, system. Well, that's just that's just right. When he got pulled over for uh, for impaired driving, I, I won't recite all of the drugs that it was on, but but uh, hydrocodone, which is Vicodin, um, Dilaudid, which is a very very Sleep aid. no Dilaudid is a painkiller. I I used to work in pharmacy. I know all about this stuff. And Dilaudid is a, is a is a morphine like painkiller. Uh, he had uh, Ambien in his system, which is more like a Valium sort of thing. That's more of like a sleep I aid. I know he had Xanax, and uh, that's that's a sleep aid. Xanax is anti anxiety agent. Yep. And they said he had THC too. It's that's quite the cocktail. Come on. You don't you don't think a guy like him's puffing away every once in a while? <laughs> Does anybody have any thoughts on you know uh, this guy needs detox before they charge the uh, physical? He, he, right? he did he did go through a heavy dose of out of state detox. Uh, right after this happened, and he was right. I mean, everybody. I mean, you look at the pictures. You're like, oh yeah, he's plastered. He's wasted, and it, it never crossed anybody's mind at the time that it was just it was pain meds or a combination right. of them. And he was right on the money when he said it was a combination of. He had, he had no alcohol in his system at all. Correct. Um, which and, and the only reason that this is coming out now is that he has gone through the program. Correct. And graduated out of the program, and that's what allowed the the sheriff's department to make these. Public. Public. Sure. Well, yeah, because the charges have been dropped. There's no charges. It's it's expunged from his record, um, and things like that. But yeah, it's it's sad, but it's something that people are fighting. I mean, it, it's an epidemic right now in the United States. I mean, people people using prescription meds to uh, dull their senses, basically, or dull their pain. And uh, who wouldn't think that a guy such as Tiger Woods wouldn't be going through some sort of mental stress right now? Well, with with regard to the type of injury he's had, back back pain is can be horrid. It's completely debilitating. But to go to if he's getting dilaudid prescribed, that's what they give to cancer patients. That's like that's like serious serious. Well, are stuff. They, is there going to be an investigation like there was in the Michael Jackson where do, situation? Where do you get we're it? going yeah. after the doctors. I mean, that's what I'd be worried about right now. Is I I I don't want to be robbed of one of the greatest athletes ever play any sport out there by something like this happening. So I'm glad he's getting help and uh, and I hope he can come back. I think it's 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 a great comeback story if he can manage to uh, make yeah, it back. Yeah, out we there. we all like redemption stories. Any any further thoughts on that, Fridge? Nope. Okay. Nope. In, in that case, I'll say, I, 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 because you brought this other one to my attention, Augusta National brought some land adjacent to the golf course, their golf course, from Augusta Country Club, which is right next door. What's going on here, Fruit? <laughs> to get rid of the Hooters so John Daly doesn't show up anymore. <laughs> no, that's across the street the other way. This is, this is a strip of land. It's actually the eighth hole of the Augusta Country Club property. Now, for those who can remember Amen Corner, that's basically everything on the other side of Ray's Creek behind number 12 Green and number 13 T. Uh, they have purchased this, and the number I heard was like 10 million bucks or something. They purchased this hole from Augusta Country Club with the sole purpose of moving the 13th T back about 50 to 60 yards. And they've also agreed to rebuild the, an eighth hole for Augusta Country Club. Hmm. So um, I don't know how quickly this is going to happen. Uh, I personally don't think that the 13th hole needs to be tampered with. I think that I think it's a great golf hole, and it gives you that four, five, six um, possibility, three, four, five, six possibility. But uh, they, if they move it back. 50 to 60 yards, it's going to take a lot of guys. A lot of guys are not going to be going for that green anymore. They're going to None be of that, 
not not the top guy. The top guys will still go for it. Fruits, these guys are hitting like irons in. They're hitting five irons in and stuff like that. They're going to be hitting rescues and 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 things along those lines or long irons in. Some of these smashers, Fruits, it's going to take, yeah, is Mike Weir going to be able to contend at Augusta? No. But nor should he be contending at Augusta because of how short he hits it. Well, but, we, we got less than a minute here. Fruits, refresh my memory. How long is the, the 13th in its current configuration? Like 520? Yeah, not even. Yeah, it's about 520. And, and almost everybody can turn it around the corner. In fact, lots of guys are hitting three woods off the tee sure. to turn it around the corner. And if they do, it leaves them in the, in the 175 to 200 range. Which it's a seven iron. Mid irons, you know. Uh-huh. So it's, it's really, in its current configuration, it's really a par four. In a lot Correct. of ways, if, if you're if you're walking off that green, under most circumstances, and I know it's a it's a difficult green to putt, but if you're walking off with five, you're probably losing half a shot. to Half the field. a shot, maybe a quarter shot to the field. Yeah. It's probably one of the easier holes, according to par, on the golf course. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. The part of me that doesn't want them to screw around with it is like it's like screwing around with perfection. It's like like doing a little bit of touch up on the Mona Lisa. It's like no. It's going to be more interesting to see where they put the. TV cameras and stuff like that, because 13 is 13 tee box is almost directly behind 12 green. Yeah, you can't get to it as a spectator. You can't. The, the closest you can get to 13 tee box is 11th t- or 12th tee. Well, we'll talk some more about that in ensuing programs. We've got uh, one final minute of the swing doctors coming your way shortly here on News Talk 1130 WISN. Talk 1130 WISN, the last minute of this edition of The Swing Doctor. Fruits, you get to go first on the out question here. The playoffs start next week. The top five currently in the FedEx Cup points, Hideki Matsuyama, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, and Ricky Fowler. Any one of those five eventually hoist the FedEx Cup this year? Uh, yeah, I think that uh, they probably, because of the seeding, I think it probably will come from one of those guys. Although, you know, in the past, we've had Bill Haas, Jim Furyk, Ransnegger, you know, guys like that that snuck yep. in and, and won the thing. So, But I think uh, i think this year it's going to come from one of those top five. And any, any thought on which of the five it might be? Uh, oh, my goodness. No, not at this <laughs> Not yet. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll reserve that one. Those five guys, Jimmy, does the eventual winner of this uh, this playoff come from that, that group? No. Somebody's going to – a dark horse is going to emerge. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. And so you're not going to tell us who that is yet? I'll tell you next week. Okay. No, I, no, I think it's going to be Patrick Reed. Really? That's who I'm rooting for to do. Uh, he's top ten, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, in, in, in FedEx Cup points. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Swing Doctor, guys. Next week, yes, do it Sounds again. Sounds good. Excellent. We'll do it again. We got to start talking about thinking about the President's Cup too, which is uh, not in the too distant future. Uh, that'll do it. News coming up next. News Talk 11:30 WISN. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing. Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.